Welcome to lesson three of Class Holes. Joining me today is my esteemed colleague, the ever-experienced teacher that is Mr. Preston. That might be the worst introduction I've ever heard for anything. I was, I was waiting for the, the very, like, what was the qualifier going to be? Did you know what you were going to say before you announced no, it? No, of course not. No, it didn't look like that. You, you were wobbling like Bambi through most of it. <laughs> like, Show I, your face. I can, <laughs> I can see your face. And I saw there was <laughs> just an ever so slight kind of moment of fear in your eyes right I tried to imagine I was one of those people like you know boxing rings that the mic comes down and you know like oh not not so would that make me one that comes in a bikini and says round one and two and things I quite like that okay well talking of one and two what what are we looking at lesson wise today so lesson wise we are going to be talking about gym home exercise you know staying fit and healthy and also first jobs today. So a, a cram schedule as usual. Yeah. Should we get on with it? Yeah, go on then. Lesson one, gym and exercise and home workouty stuff that we, of course, neither of us are qualified in at all. Well, I mean, I don't think we've been qualified in anything so far. I would say we're specifically less qualified in this topic. I'm worried that I'm putting weight on during this this quarantine thing. How do you feel about that at the moment? I normally walk quite a lot. Like mm. I walk to and from work, and like I walk, when I'm at work in the office, I walk back at lunch times to look after the dog and things like that. So I normally walk for like at least an hour a dog. day, and I walk the dog as well. So like more, like definitely over thirteen thousand steps maybe a day um now i'm doing maybe 200 i'm not yeah. even doing that i'm doing about i'm honestly doing about eight i i'm I, it's I got know. to the point now where like i don't know where you're recording your your end of, of, of the conversation i'm i'm, in my I'm laying in bed because i've got two bedrooms i'm laying in bed i'm actually like i'm like almost prone and and this is really the only thing i'm doing in the week but i'm actually Lying counting bed. this as work Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I, I forgot. I forget you're unemployed. So I am unemployed, and this is why you know this needs to be a success as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I said to Lucy last week, you know, if we haven't hit the one million subscriber mark by this episode, yeah, I'm calling it a day. So let's Which make this one a good is, one. Yeah, I think it's maybe premature to call it a day. If we don't get a million by episode three but you know there are definitely options out there to do both um, yeah so yeah i'm down to about eight steps a day in fact when we were discussing what topics we should be teaching today i was making a fried nutella sandwich <laughs> how do you make that, fried nutella sandwich do you know what let me teach you a lesson lucy murray right this is incredible this sandwich, <laughs> we've gone right? into cookery now we absolutely are right so what you want to get is you want to get two slices of bread yeah 
Makes sense. I'm not reinventing the wheel here, right? You get two no. slices of bread, conventional, pop them mm-hmm. on a plate, yeah? Yeah. Then get as much Nutella as you think your <laughs> arteries can stand. Blob that so like in the middle. Three tablespoons. I reckon you could get four in. Oh, okay. I reckon you could get four in. And I'm <laughs> the four. width of the Nutella as the same as the width of the bread is what you're saying. Absolutely. That's what you should be okay. aiming for. You should be like really like slathering it in, you know. Uh, okay. Stick the other bit of bread on top of that. Mm-hmm. This is where things get a little bit fascinating. Yeah. You want to go and get uh, some butter. Uh-huh. Put the butter on either outer side of the bed uh, of the bread. Pop that into a preheated frying pan, and then just you know. You're fry really that just off. making a Nutella toasty. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't. It's a fried Nutella sandwich. I know, but I thought it would be more than that. Like, I don't what, know. what did you think a fried Nutella sandwich was going to be? I thought you were going to like pre-fry the bread, so it was going to be more like a French toast type vibe. Well, you don't want that because what what's genius about this is that not only are you goldening <laughs> off the bread, yeah, you are. This sounds disgusting, by the way. I it's delicious. You... Do you know what? It's so delicious that I can actively feel years being shaved off my life, like Parmesan. Right. Like, honestly, so the action it, you're doing there is like a kebab shop. <laughs> <laughs> if my you may be trying life, to make yourself classy by pretending it's Parmesan. <laughs> if really my life expectancy, if my life expectancy was turned into an object, it would be like one of those like elephant legs that you see in a kebab shop. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to physical fitness then, shall we? Um, we've done the fried Nutella sandwiches. And... Uh, what I will say is I have thought about doing yoga a lot. Have you ever done it before? Yeah, yeah. I used to do like what I basically my exercise journey in life um it always goes in monthly things. So like I'll one month go, right, okay, I'm gonna get back to it. I am gonna get fit. And then I will do exercise for about a month. And really? then I will but you forget do keep about up, it. You do keep it up for yeah, monthly. Yeah. yeah, and I'll forget about it entirely. But at least, like for that period of time, I always get into it. And and what kind of things have you done before then? Well, before the lockdown, in not in January because I'm not one of those New Year's people in February. New Year, New Me. Um, yeah, I'm not one of them. I always, I never, I always want to do it in January, but don't want to be one of the January people. So sure. always start in February. Yeah, yeah, it's like. Oh, I've been doing well, exercise the whole year. I'm, nah. I'm, doing, I'm just getting drunk and fat in January. Yeah, exactly. February, I'll do it. Um, so February, yeah, I'll do it till March. And then, <laughs> exactly. And then I'll resume the eating and drinking. Yeah. Um, so February, I went to the gym, um, like well a couple of times a week, and I even went like in lunch times, and I went before work and after once after work no i'm not crazy but like i yeah i went in lunch times and before work and before work and i start work at eight so like so that was like pretty early then yeah my experience of the gym was around the time that i first met you actually and your soon-to-be brother-in-law 
Um, yeah. How Lucy and I met was at university. Uh, my close friend who I lived with throughout the three years at uni uh, is Lucy's fiance's brother. That's how we yes. know each other. Yeah. And George has always been a bit of a fitness. Yeah, he once freak, went on the Aladdin say. diet. Do you remember that? I don't remember that one. What's the Aladdin diet? Uh, the Aladdin diet was when he had to get abs to be Aladdin. To be Aladdin? At Halloween. Uh, that's ridiculous. That. I don't remember that. I remember the Top Gun one. I don't remember. Do you know what? <laughs> I've never heard such commitment to Halloween. Like, even Jack Skellington <laughs> wasn't that committed to Halloween. I also remember one time I was, it was Harry's birthday. We were in the car and he was oh. at a bulking session. Like, he was in one of those periods because you go through what I've learned from George is you go through bulking like periods of time and then you go through shredding periods of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what this and is. He was, <laughs> and he was at that point in a bulking one, which I think is just like eat everything you can. We were yeah, I've, I've, been in, I've been in that for about the last 15 years. <laughs> and the next 15, I'll be shredding. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were in a car on Harry's birthday and he hadn't eaten in maybe an hour and just spent the whole time in the back of the car going, I'm wasting away. But there's no irony when he says stuff like that, though, is there? No. Like, it's a genuine concern. I remember... He was, was genuinely worried he was losing calories at that point. I think the last time I actually went into a gym, it was 2010. Uh, and <laughs> uh, so, so, so a few years ago now. And I did it totally wrong. I, I was very much like you and in, in that I had this kind of epiphany, this epiphanic moment of like, I need to get fit. And the reason was I became almost like the mascot of our house. Like in second year, my house was so physically fit. It was kind mm. of like everyone else was like a Roman centurion. And I was just this kind of dog that they kept. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, right, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to join the gym. I'm going to get fit. Now, what I did wrong was that I joined a gym that, that was essentially sculpted out of testosterone. I joined the uni gym and I had no idea that there was a certain reputation about that. So I turned up all eager, bought myself a tracksuit, Lucy Murray. Wow. First and only tracksuit I've ever owned in my entire life. But do you, are you supposed to buy tracksuits for the gym? That's not the type of vibe you're supposed to go for, is it? Clearly not. I mean, it, that wasn't my worst mistake of the day. I'm going to be honest. Oh, with you. okay. <laughs> but the worst thing that I did, I think, is that I, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to even tell you this, but I, I really got into it. And so I started doing that thing of, uh, you know, have you seen the Rocky films? I actually haven't. Ridiculous. I mean, that's embarrassing. You've seen Creed? I know. Okay, I've seen well, in, in the first Rocky film, I think the film opens with, with, with the character of Rocky he cracks loads of eggs into a plank yes, glass. I have, I've seen parodies of that scene. I did that. Oh, oh, that's horrible. I did that, right. I cracked a load of eggs into a pint glass. I necked it. And then I think I tried to run to the gym. And I was like, Christ, I really am. Like, that was like an audit on there. Like, I am so, un I'm so unfit, I couldn't even get to the gym. <laughs> it so was anyway, uphill, though. Thanks like, for that. Thank you. It so was. You didn't have to say it, that. It's really uphill. No, I mean, I'm glad I didn't have to say it, but I'm glad that you <laughs> said that. But anyway, I got to the gym, uh, turned up in my tracksuit, brand new, um, and a housemate of, of mine and George's had made me a like to-do list, like a little workout. 
and he said wow. what we'll do is like we'll start you off slowly and we'll see how mm. see how you get on with it so he walked into the gym um was crushed by the regime that he put me on so bad I, I felt like i'd been in like a quite major car accident like i couldn't move the next day so i dragged myself in like the following week and I only went twice, it cost me 200 quid. So these two gym sessions cost me 100 pounds a go, by the way. <laughs> I might as well have just paid for surgery. It would have cost me the same amount. Okay. Well. <laughs> um, and went the second time, and there was this, this bloke in the gym who was like, he was like the chief of the gym. You know, like he's just one of those, those guys. He was, he was like a god when he, you know, everyone knew him. And I was on... Uh, one on one of the machines and he walked over to me and I could I honestly I could feel myself almost blushing I felt like I you know like it was almost like a scene from like a prom film like he came over there was music in my ears and I was thinking what what was it like Weezer it was exactly like that (laughs) it was exactly like that it was like teenage dirtbag it was like you know he was walking over to me this must be fake my lips start to shake how does he know who I am (laughs) and why does he give a damn about me so he walks over and I was thinking, this, this, can't be, this can't be real. And he motioned. I'd be worried about his boyfriend, though, who brings a gun to school, because that's not great. Well, yeah. Well, he does drive on my rock as well, actually, that, thinking about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that you, yeah, I should get that checked out. And he, he came over and he motioned at me to take my headphones out. So I put my headphones right. out. I was thinking, what is going on? And he said, can you come and help me? At which point I was thinking, I'm being initiated. This is kind of like joining the Masons. Like I've finally been initiated into. I've, I've been here twice. I've got a tracksuit, right? Yeah. I'm. I'm one. You're of going to know boys. the handshake. I am one of the big boys in this gym. So he pulled me over to, and I can remember it because of how embarrassed I was by the preceding events. I was absolutely terrified he was going to take me over to like the free weight section and be like, "Oh, spot me, mate!" And if I dropped it, I would kill him because <laughs> uh, I would drop it as well let's be honest this was my second yeah. time in the gym uh, he took me over to the lap pull down and it turned out he didn't want me to spot him he wanted me to wipe it down for him and then change the weights whilst he rested what? now in prison that would make me a bitch yeah it up. he wanted yeah. a little servant boy he wanted me to be a gym butler wow So did you do it? I did quite humiliatingly <laughs> because the thing is Lucy you don't turn that kind of opportunity down I put it on my LinkedIn profile because for me it was quite that was like that was the most I ever achieved in a gym and I never went back I never ever went back the good thing about it is when you are changing the weights at least you're like holding them you're doing reps there right not really to be honest with you these ones were all quite solid and they were static it, um, for me I, I looked at it as like refreshing the times tables it was a mental oh, it's, gym it's the ones in the machines that you oh yeah yeah it was those ones yeah, yeah. and he he couldn't even lean forward and do that himself he was working out like. <laughs> yeah so in this time in that there. we're in in terms of lockdown i think was one of the main reasons that we chose uh this topic yeah are you doing anything to really you know as i said i'm thinking about doing a lot of yoga we're all thinking yeah yeah like every morning I wake up and I go, maybe today will be the day that I'll do some yoga. I tell you what, by next week, right, mm. I will do at least one session of yoga. What, and you'll report back to us next episode? I'll say I did it. <laughs> Are you doing any Joe Wicks workouts? Or? We did put on 
the Joe Wicks thing once. Um, he seemed like a nice bloke, but I couldn't do it every day. Even he was shattered after the first episode, and that annoyed me, if I'm being honest, because he was, like, done in on the first episode. And I thought, you know, how can you preach at me? It was like, do you remember when we were at school? I remember my PE teachers at school were some of the least physically fit people I've ever met in my entire life. And I can I know, ours were really fit. Oh, really? Yeah, like, one of our PE teachers was um, played for Wales rugby. She was a woman so she wasn't professional but yeah she on a weekend played for wales national team one of my pe teachers wouldn't have even been able to sell like confectionery for uh, for a rugby (laughs) team he was so uh, this is a true story actually he um one year my one of my best friends is a muslim and so he at the moment is observing ramadan so it must have been about around this time you know we're getting back now in year 10 or something like that and he got excused from PE because he was fasting. And I'm like, okay, well, obviously, we're not going to get make you do cross country whilst you're fasting. I thought, hello, this is a great fasting too. <laughs> I thought I can't believe my luck here. Is that what you have to say? So I said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I said I can't, I can't do it either. And the teacher said, why? I said, oh, I, I, I'm observing Ramadan. I'm, I'm a Muslim. He went, you're not a Muslim. I said, I am. I converted over the summer. So the teacher said to me, okay. He said, I'm going to ask you three questions. And if you get them all right, I will let you have the next six weeks off cross country. And I thought, I'm brilliant at RE. (sighs) And best friends are Muslim. This is going to be a walk in the cross country park. He asked me the three questions. I got every single one of them wrong. And he was like, right, go and get changed. So (laughs) I slumped past him. And as I did, he put his hand on my shoulder. He went, Preston, he said, do you know how I know the answer to those questions? And I said, no, sir. And he said, because I am a Muslim and I converted over the summer and he'd married oh! a Turkish woman. over. The- what are the odds? That's amazing. He, he had got married to a Turkish woman. He'd converted to Islam. And do you know what? He made me run about 50 miles after school. For me. <laughs> he was in like a small chariot just like whipping at me. He's a hero among men. He, I mean, yeah, he was. He used to, he used to eat KFC three times a week at school. <laughs> Great. Wow. So, exercise. Um, maybe I'll, I'll do a yoga thing by next week. What are you going to do by next week? Well, I actually bought an exercise bike. So I'll do seven days on the exercise bike. How, how often do you think <laughs> I should do? Christ, I've, I've already put myself <laughs> well, like, in there. Every single day. I'll do one every single day for like how long? Like, okay. Let's say like 10 minutes or something like that. Oh no, you've got to do more than 10 minutes. All right, I'll do four hours then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but like a bike isn't that bad. Um, okay. Bikes are, bikes are up there. Right, all right, go on then. 20 minutes a day, okay. Okay. every day, and we'll report back next week. So second lesson of the day is going to be first jobs. Yes. Not necessarily careers, Lucy Murray. No. The jobs you do at the beginning where it's getting a nice few quid in your pocket, learning the rope, so to speak. When you have the most disposable income of the rest of your life. I didn't realise when I was in school that I think that I have been my most cash liquid when I was at school. Like I had my most disposable income then. Definitely. You were at school. <laughs> yeah. Well, because 
I worked as a waitress when I was 16 and I, you know, work every weekend or whatever and I'd get cash in hand, but it was always, it would always be below, you know, tax. So it's okay. And sure. um, personal you were allowance. A professional credit card fraud back then as well, weren't you? So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it, you just don't have, like when you're in school, you just don't have any things to spend your money on. So it seems like 100 pounds could last you forever so you're saying that you economically have never been more well off than when you were 16 years old i'm not saying that I, that's exactly true but i'm saying it certainly felt like it where were you waitressing was it a, a restaurant or uh no i'd waitress at events like weddings and things so oh, really yeah i had a, uh, my first job was around the t- same time it was a cash in hand job as well and it was um, it was working at a sporting arena. Okay, yeah, uh, that was one of my events. I think everyone does those rite of passage jobs, yeah. don't they? My mine was in in their equipment. It was like a fast food, like a burger joint, right? That they had. Right. And a friend of mine at school had got me this job, and he was like, "Yeah," and it, and it was crazy money for like a fifteen year old. I get like it was like one hundred and fifty a day or something like that. But then I Whoa. found out I was working like 17 hour days with like a oh, okay. break. It was like, honestly, it was, there was two illegal immigrants on our uh, team. Yeah. We never found out what their names were. Some, the, the manager just said, just call them George and Alice. What? And okay. one, one day the, uh, the place got raided, right? And George and Alice went and hid in a cupboard. And for some reason, I went and hid with them. I <laughs> the job, and it was only one I was stuffed in this cupboard with these these two people. I was thinking, oh, I'm not illegal. Like I'm here, I, I live here legally. Like I I have a passport. Dreadful job. I, my first day, I loved the money, but I remember my my first day of getting there. Um, there were, I walked in as like a little fifteen year old. Uh, the manager looked me up and down. And she was like, yeah, you're going to be working in the kitchen. So I was like, right, no problem. Started getting ready and everything. Did breakfast. Very early starts, like five o'clock in the morning start. And getting it, getting all the stuff done. But two and a half hours later, the manager sitting there having a chat with me. Forgets I'm brand new to the role. And she was like, yeah, yeah, you'll get used to it. She went, we put all the good looking ones out the front and all the ugly ones, we just stick at the back. She had put me in the back 120 minutes before that. <laughs> so yeah, so I earned that money. Yeah. Wow. Well, if it helps, I definitely shouldn't have been a waitress. Were you not like, that good? No, I was awful. I once accidentally spilt gravy on the bride's dress. <gasps> yeah. Did she I, know? She, yeah. She, in fairness, and I'm so thankful to her that, that she was so chill about it. She was like, oh, it's fine. It's satin. And wiped it off. But there was definitely, like, you could still see brown. It was awful. <laughs> you can't see me, listener, but my hands are, I look like Edvard Munch's The Scream at the moment. I can't believe you poured Bisto over a bride's dress. Yeah, not like a lot of it, but maybe, maybe a tablespoon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So I once did that. Um, I once had. Did that night or? <laughs> I once had this massive tray of cups and saucers 
and it was like I don't know three tall so three sets of cups and saucers tall and maybe like 12 so there were probably about 36 cups and saucers and where I used to work they had this carpet that they would just put over the dance floor so you know when it's time you just whip it off again but I somehow it was like the, da- was... the dance floor equivalent of like Buck's Fizz, was it? And they're just like ripping yeah, parts off. Exactly. Yeah, sure. When I was walking along with all of my cups and saucers, I got my foot caught underneath where the carpet lip part was, so tripped. And I honestly, to this day, I have no idea how I did it in slow motion. Somehow managed to <laughs> all of the cups and sa- saucers like lifted you know like slow motion gravity <laughs> pulling was it like, like inception like, yeah <laughs> exactly and i'm just holding the tray and after a second and they all go bang right down exactly where they were before what and, it, and nothing got smashed or anything nothing got smashed they all landed exactly as they should so you were the best waitress wales has ever produced an almighty clatter right in the middle of where all of this wedding was waiting <laughs> the for the best man wow yeah and I still had a job after that I have no idea why but yeah I was a truly awful waitress and I'm just glad that like because it's actually a lot harder than people give it credit for and it's just really pants sometimes because it's long hours and you get sweaty and people are mean and it's so if anyone's still in the service industry i just (laughs) more power to him we'll be out on thursday night for you yeah i couldn't do it (laughs) one of the first things i did i was working uh, um in a in a bookshop actually uh and it was around christmas time uh and obviously bookshops and places are just filled with customers around christmas time because like i don't know what to buy uncle joe oh go and buy him a cookbook or go and buy him this it's like one of those it's the lazy person's present obviously you get some people who are like genuinely like i love this book i want you to read it but sometimes like i'll just chuck nigella through let's see what happens (laughs) there uh and you and they're you know they're, they're heaving with those customers and i can remember uh being a saturday boy in one of them and being at the back and I was manning the till on my own and it was so boring it was a low period of the day hardly anyone was in and I can remember surveying the little you know corner of the shop that I I was looking after and I saw this rather weird looking man looking at an atlas it was one of those coffee table style ones you know really expensive the kind of things you display and he looked at it did a little circle round the podium picked it up I just went and ripped the dust jacket. And I, I was just stunned. I was stunned. I couldn't believe that he'd done it. He looks like a, quite a well-to-do man. He wasn't a yob or anything. And I looked at him and I thought, has that man genuinely? And then he did another lap around the podium. He picked the atlas up, comes over to my till, and he went, oh, there's a rip in this. And I thought, well, we'll let this one play out. <laughs> it was like Ocean's 14, right? So I was thinking, what's going on here? He said, uh, he went, yeah, there's a rip in it and it's the last one. Um, and I know that your store policy is that if there's, if it's damaged, you have to take money off it. So I was like reeling and I just looked at him and I was like, yeah, I, um, I saw you rip it. He wrapped his knuckles on the, on the counter in front of me and he went, manager, manager, 
I was like, get your manager out here. I'm not having you, your Saturday boy, and all this kind of stuff. So I was going to get my manager and speak to him. And I was like, look, this man has, has ripped the dust jacket and now he's trying to get money off. She said, okay, leave it with me. She went out and she went, uh, what's the problem? He was like, do you know what? I'm trying to buy your poxy stuff and your spotty little teenage Saturday boy. <laughs> he went, he's accusing me. Like, like he was the mayor that had walked in yeah, and like yeah. deigned to patronise our store, you know. And he went, uh, he went, yeah, you're poxy Saturday boy and all this kind of stuff. And the manager was brilliant. She just looked up to the corner of the, of the shop and she said, sir, everything is being recorded on CCTV there. Didn't say another word. And she went, and so that will be £80. He had to pay 80 quid for this crappy, ripped up old book. And you just think, and, and I can remember that. That was like 13 years ago. I can remember that story very vividly. But you think if you're in retail, you're dealing with this stuff every day. Anyone yeah. who works in retail, you know. Was what, when I worked in the technology store, the one time this woman came in and she brought her iPad. I wonder something. what technology store you worked in. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work in Apple. Um, <laughs> Yeah, go on. I tried so hard. Anyway, um, she walked in holding her iPad and clearly bought it, being bought it for Christmas. Again, a type of thing that people are going, what should we get? You know, whoever. We need to spend a lot of money on them and look like, you know, we like him a lot. So we'll buy an iPad. So she came in and she just sort of went, came to me and went, tell me what I can do with this. How old was and I was. She was maybe late 50s, early 60s, so not that old. Tell me what I can do with this. And I was just like, oh, well, there are lots of things you can do with it. And I sort of, you know, tried to do the spiel and sort of said, you know, there's apps for whatever. And at that time, I think there was something like a quarter of a million apps in the app store. I'm sure there's more now. And then she just went, well, if you're not going to tell me what you can do with it, find me a man that can. I know. (laughs) I know. And I went absolutely <laughs> just turned around and found one of the blokes and went you can deal with it so you gave her like a full lecture on what you could do with an ipad yeah presumably in the center of technology the store cent- as we're calling it <laughs> yes in the center of the store um, and it wasn't deemed good enough what do you it. think it is about working in retail you know like there's lots of people that work in retail now and good on them you know particularly at the it's a really tough time at the moment what with the essential workers and what is deemed a, 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 an essential worker and and frankly people working in retail and they should be getting a clap on thursday they are yeah. doing above and beyond i want to say that like on this podcast they're doing spectacularly alongside the nhs everyone's doing absolutely wonderfully they never get the respect they deserve and like yeah. and not to take away from their job a lot of people who end up working in retail i do think you know they get into it at the beginning because you know through saturday jobs and stuff like that like i'm it was one of the first things i did i went and worked in retail went and worked in a bookshop and stuff like that and i always used to think do, do they not realize i'm a human being as well do you think that is this kind of weird like an us and them separation between customer and and employee of yeah I'm always because I worked in retail and in hospitality I'm always trying my best to be as nice as possible what's your advice for any young people listening to this who are just starting on their first job they're they're you know or they're about to or after covid they're going to start looking for work what's your what's your advice there 
I've always actually, even when it's been like, I've had really bad days and they've been gross and horrible. I've actually always really enjoyed working. I don't know what it is, but it's just... Is it the sense of satisfaction you get? I think so. And it's not like, it's never about the money really. Well, it was when I was, it was, it when was, when I was a waitress. Yeah, <laughs> was wow. um, but it's, yeah, it's like you do something and you have lots of stuff to do. And it's, I find it so much more rewarding when you are able to basically have tasks that people give you and then you complete them. And at the end of the day, you get a pat on the back with some money. It's nice. So, so, you, so I think just enjoy it really. And, and would you say try and, try and get into it as soon as possible then? Get, yeah, get that flavour of work. Yeah, like I worked from 16, like all the way through. Um, and worked through uni as well like in uni I had I still worked I worked in the technology store then and I also unnamed um, technology store (laughs) that we've named 500 times Mm. um and I also worked as an ambassador for Plymouth University even though I went to Exeter University perfect yeah what would you (laughs) say then to someone as an unemployed person, I advocate people going to work <laughs> and earning across. Hey, you've got a job now. You can put this on your CV. One million or bust. Plenary time. We, we did it again. We've, we've, we've managed it. Yeah, we've got through yet another chat fest. We have. We're I feel like we've got information little. to do in this, to impart. I should say, in this, this plenary, at least. Um, That's true. It's taken us three episodes, but we're actually taking this seriously now. Really? Well, <laughs> oh, I mean... No, we... no, that's true, because we have social media. But this is what my point was, yeah. Yeah. So basically, we are going to... We're well aware that we're going to run out of ideas to teach the nation at some point. I um, think we ran out last week. <laughs> if well, I'm we're going to need help. I think essentially. Um, so, because we need that help, we've got email, which is interesting facts, by the way. Um, Gmail does not let you have any swear words in an email address. Good. So, I'm glad they're, cl- they're cleaning their act up. <laughs> so, our Gmail is classpodholes at gmail.com. <laughs> it's snappy. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we're on Instagram and we're on Twitter as well at just class holes pod. On both Perfect. Of and so yeah. you, presumably you can follow us on those, Lucy. You can follow us on those. We've obviously got, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers already. So you're just joining a massive crew. Show um, me that there are a million people listening to this. That's my, that's my plea to the nation. We've given you what six lessons now for free. Yeah. Wow. We're bringing back beloved, you know, popular drinks. Are we though? Well, we won't talk about that this week. But in the background, we are trying to bring back these drinks. Show me that one million people are listening. The other thing also I'd quite like, maybe just from like a narcissistic point, our friends have been listening today and texting us and saying nice things to us which is nice because we know when you're on the phone to your friend you don't often get like a nice text afterwards to say i really enjoyed you i thought you were quite funny yeah so it's nice that you know you get a text and saying that your chat's not crap um but is that an exact quote yeah no well i think that's not crap 
Yeah. On the poster. <laughs> can't put that on the poster. Um, but what I'd like those is not necessarily text to us anymore, but maybe put on iTunes so that everyone can see yeah. the nice things that you're going to say to us. If you're going to say them, then say yeah. them in a public forum. Yeah, exactly. You know. And also, if you've already said them in a private forum, that Just doesn't make that stop public. you. Yeah, go public as well. Yeah, why not? Why not? Go and I want to see in like a in one of those videos i want to see someone putting like a 1980s boom box outside their window hopefully on like like an estate or like a complex where you've mm-hmm. always got like a captive audience yeah Turn where the they cannot run up. and hide exactly and then i want to hear those you know us lecturing almost like pyongyang these big kind of speakers that's that that's my dream everyone walking in duck step talking about those jobs and small talk, yeah. So that's another one done. Uh, next yep. week, you're going to have done yoga. I'll, I'll probably be dead by this time next week. So whoever the co-host is, like, good luck. Uh, <laughs> email us, follow us, and be happy Rate and us. Safe. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, and the happy and safe thing. Yeah, big up the NHS and the essential workers. We love you. Exactly. Good job. Right, see you then. Right, bye. Bye. bye.